Hello, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here this day for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It is Monday, February 26, 2024. We'll continue our catechesis this day in um, the stories that really uh, can give us to learn of the Lord's Supper. This is always a, a bit of difficulty for us. It's it's actually partly a Lutheran tradition, but it's also um, something you find uh, pretty significantly in the Eastern Church as well, which is um, seeing the Old Testament um, as as patterns and types um, of the new, and that the new it brings Jesus brings everything of the old together. So uh, when we see all the different feasting and the meals and um, uh, bread and and uh, these sorts of things, God giving meat in the evening, these are meant to to teach us of the. Well, the higher reality that we receive in the Lord's Supper, right, which is a beautiful gift to us. So, um, so we go. We're reading those Old Testament stories and and finding um, Christ confessed there. All right, good. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Um, yesterday's sermon is posted. Some of you had some questions about that, so it might be helpful. And I took a a kind of a, a higher level approach to the to the text there, talking about the disciples. Um, rejection of the woman as not being, and Jesus too, uh, not being of the house of Israel, right? Being an outsider, but then Jesus actually showing um, her and us that he always was um, for the outsider. Uh, He himself uh, transcends even the law that was given. Okay, so uh, let us begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, our psalm is Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right. Like I said, we're going to continue our catechesis in the sacrament of the altar, uh, so it's fitting for us to hear uh, or have for our memory verse this week, uh, one section of John chapter 6. All right. There is a little bit of a uh, dispute amongst uh, well-meaning Lutherans and fellow Christians about how how much we can actually learn about the sacrament of the altar from John chapter 6. It's kind of a, a silly argument, I think, now in hindsight, but uh, at the time it was quite serious, especially at the time of Luther. All right, so uh, yeah, you have no problem hearing the, the Lord's Supper here. So let's say the verse together. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. John 6, verse 51. All right. And our catechism is uh, these questions. What is the benefit of this eating and drinking? These words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins 
Show us that in the sacrament, forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation are given us through these words. For where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. How can bodily eating and drinking do such great things? Certainly not just eating and drinking do these things, but the words written here, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. These words, along with the bodily eating and drinking, are the main thing in the sacrament. Whoever believes these words has exactly what they say, forgiveness of sins. All right, Uh, a little bit broader context then from John chapter 6 for our memory verse will be our first reading today. And again, I think you'll hear echoes of the sacrament of the altar uh, without much effort here. Um, I don't know that he's speaking exclusively about the sacrament of the altar. Uh, My contention when we went through the gospel of John um, in Bible study, this was uh, probably 2021 or 2022, somewhere in there. Um, it was that uh, is that John 6 is being preached in the context of the sacramental assembly, that Christians are gathered around the Lord's Supper. And so they too would, uh, without much effort, hear Christ, you know, Christ's body and blood being confessed here, regardless of whether they, um, or irregardless of whether um, that was explicitly what was being mentioned. Let's see here, John chapter 6, this section we studied... Uh, actually 2019. So it was October of 2019 is when we looked at this. So goodness gracious, that's like over three years ago. Seems like just yesterday. All right. Um, the study notes are available on our um, website. So you can go and get those too, if you like. All right. John chapter six, Jesus answered them and said, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then, that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up the last day, at the last day. Isn't that beautiful? Right? I am the bread of life. I will never hunger and never thirst. So we also have an indication, of course, of the cup, the forgiveness of sins and our hunger and thirst for righteousness being fulfilled. Of course, um, we also have the connection then to Christ's death and resurrection being confessed here in John 6. So the sacrament, as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, to quote St. Paul, we confess the Lord's death until he comes. So that's certainly uh, present here as well. So you can hear all sorts of echoes of of Christ's own word, instituting the sacrament, but also um, of the confession of the apostolic church. And also um, hearkening back, of course, our fathers ate the manna in the desert, right? What sign will you perform? <laughs> he did not give you bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives his life to the world. So here's Jesus himself saying that the manna raining down from heaven that God promised didn't actually happen in the manna. 
But the manna was a type or a shadow, it foreshadowed Jesus coming down to earth uh, to feed us with his flesh and blood and to give us life in his name. How's that? So the manna, it wasn't as if they weren't filled, but their, their bellies were filled, right? And now he comes to give life and life eternal. Um, so he is the greater manna. Um, I'm going to say we have a hymn about Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ, life-giving bread. Yeah, right. Uh, it's one of our Lord's Supper hymns. Okay. And then uh, our reading for catechesis is from Exodus 16. And they journeyed from Elim, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they departed from the land of Egypt. Then the whole congregation to the, of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pots of meat, and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. And it shall be on the sixth day that they shall prepare what they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Then Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, At evening you shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, for he hears your complaints against the Lord. But what are we that you complain against us? Also Moses said, This shall be seen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and in the morning bread to the full. For the Lord hears your complaints which you make against him. And what are we? Your complaints are not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses spoke to Aaron, Say to all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your complaints. Now it came to pass, as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. So it was that quails came up at evening and covered the camp, and in the morning the dew lay all around the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a small round substance as fine as frost on the ground. So when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. And the house of Israel called its name manna, and it was like white coriander seed, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Mm sweet bread. So let's do some uh, questions and answers. Um, feel free to do this Jeopardy style. So you're, for those of you playing along at home, just yell out the answer uh, if you know it. Okay. <laughs> I'll try to give you a moment. All right. So where was Israel when the people began grumbling? Where were they? They were in the uh, the wilderness of sin between uh, Elim and Sinai. The children thought that was humorous. It's like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Oh, I bet they'll sin, huh? Not a, not a bad, uh, s- s- uh, not a bad thing to surmise, I suppose. All right. And how long had they been traveling? I think there's uh, two ways to read this. So uh, let's think. Passover. That was on the. F- we heard this last week, Thursday, um, first month, and the lamb was sacrificed on the fourteenth day of the month. All right. This is now the second month, and on the fifteenth day of the second month after. So I would suggest it's saying 15 days after the 14th day of the second month, maybe, or a month and a day could be that as well. All right. And the Israelites wished, be careful what you wish for when it comes to the Lord. Uh, They wished that they had died 
in Egypt. Why? Better to die in Egypt with uh, meat pots and bread. <laughs> Amazing, right? <sighs> oh, that we had died in Egypt. All right. Did the Lord get angry with them? It's a lesson to us here as fathers, <laughs> earthly fathers. No, no, he didn't. Um, instead, he gives them bread, right? I will rain down bread from heaven on the what day? Every day, um, including the sixth day where they gather twice as much since the Sabbath is a day of rest, a rest in God's word, right? What sign in the evening marked the truth that the Lord had led them out of Egypt? Meat to eat, right? That's what we have there. That's the sign that he led them out of Egypt. At the evening you shall know, right? Um, so, of course, what sign of deliverance do we have that marked our deliverance in the Lord at evening, suffering death, and most importantly, the burial of Jesus? Think Mark 15, of course. And what reveals the glory of the Lord in the morning? They ate bread to the full and all the bread they wanted. All right. When was the glory of the Lord revealed in a greater way in the morning for you and for me? All right. If if the evening sign is the, the burial of Jesus, what's the morning sign? The resurrection of Jesus. There you go. All right. So evening and morning. You're probably thinking of the hymn. Sunset and dawning. All right. Um, notice Moses rightly tells tells them that who are they complaining against? But what are we that you complain against us? Your complaint are against the Lord, right? You see that in verse 7? I think that's important. Um, a lot of people have complaints about this or that, things happening at the church or or the conduct of the ministry, and sometimes there's neglect and there's mistakes made and any sorts of things. So, uh, particular uh, church workers, pastors, I suppose even, uh, in particular, they, uh, not just the teachers and pastors, and maybe even lay people, to, lay leaders, um, hear complaints Right, and uh, sometimes those complaints are legitimate, of course, you know, because um, everyone who holds office in the church is a sinner, and so um, that's not an excuse, but it is it is a truth, right, that they need to live under the forgiveness of sins too, um, and need to be rebuked by God's law and forgiven um, freely for Christ's sake. Um, but uh, sometimes the complaints are actually against God. I would say more often than not, in my experience, they're actually doubting God's providence and provision for us, right, like bread. And uh, so then the complaint, it's the, the pastor and the lay leaders and the teachers have to suffer these complaints, um, and yet the complaint is really against against God, right? God, why have you brought us out into this wilderness to die of hunger, right? You may hear echoes there. Of course, what New Testament story um, do we have in mind here with bread in the evening and, and uh, or bread and, and, and uh, meat? And of course, Jesus being revealed as the source, um, as true God. That would be in the feeding of the 4,000 and the feedings of the 5,000 as well. All right. So what meat, the meat of the sign of the evening that God gives here is the quail. And then uh, what appeared on the ground in the morning? In the morning you shall be fed with bread, right? What does it look like in the morning? A flying flake-like thing, a round substance as frost on the ground, right? And then uh, they give it its name. What is it? <laughs> Mana, right? Mana. So every day, what is it? Oh, that again. What is it? Ah, that's what it is. All right. Um, <laughs> what is the importance of Moses' answer then at the end of verse 15? This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Now connect that to what we read in John 6, right? The bread from heaven was provided by the Lord, pointing ultimately to the bread of life, Jesus Christ himself, who has been given to you to eat and to drink. Hmm. A man is described as a fine, uh, or as uh, white like coriander and tasting like honey right? Sweet in the mouth, right? Um, you think of the scroll that was given to um, Isaiah to eat 
and it, and it tasted uh, sweet like honey, right? So we have the bread from heaven, Jesus also as the word of God, um, who um, Isaiah is given to eat, and again, tastes like honey, sweet. And then, uh, of course, we must uh, just emphasize here, how long were they given to eat the manna and the quail? This was their primary uh, diet now until they finally enter into Cana under Joshua. So it's going to be 40 years of wandering um, that they will be eating this. Now, at this point, it wasn't 40 years yet. Um, they have not yet refused to go into the promised land. It was only supposed to be a few months, but uh, because of their unbelief, then uh, they were uh, given to eat it continuously for 40 years. Wow. Quite a story, right? So manna, what is it? <laughs> well, it's manna. That's what it is. That's what it means. Uh, this bread from heaven points us to the bread of life. When we grumble about our daily bread, our Lord calls us to see that he has given us the greatest bread, his own flesh to eat and his blood to drink. This is the bread which drives away death itself. Jesus died and was buried at evening on the sixth day as the sacrificial flesh to cover the sin of the entire world and to be meat for all men to eat. Like the manna collected on the sixth day, our Lord did not see corruption and offers his glorious risen body on the morning of Easter to be the bread of life for us Christians to eat and drink according to his own word of promise. This is the feast we are given to hold fast until we eat the heavenly feast. This is why we gather each week to receive the precious gift of God, that he may give life to us and keep us firm in his word and faith until we die. All right. So uh, our hymn for the week is All Mankind Fell in Adam's Fall, and I have assigned stanzas one through four, which uh, if we left it off without stanza four, uh, you would not have much gospel hope. So we, we best go all the way at least through stanza four. All right.
right. I need to make a note here before I forget. All right. Something you think of, right? All right, there we go. Put it in the inbox. Good. Let us pray our collect for the week. O God, you see that of ourselves we have no strength. By your mighty power, defend us from all adversities that may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts that may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day for faith to live in the promises of holy baptism, for all vocations and daily work, for the unemployed, for the salvation and well-being of our neighbors, for our schools, our homeschools, our colleges and seminaries, and for good government and peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray this uh, day, let's see, with the households of our church, especially that of Dick and Jean, Terry, Jerry and Marla, Dennis, Brian, Michael and Jennifer. Pray for our catechumens, Wyatt, James, Aaliyah, Cole, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, Kimberly, Mason, Kayla, Michaela, and Justin. All those studying God's word. Beautiful. We also pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Ralph, Allison, Joe, Dennis, uh, both Brad and Billy Joe um, having a kidney transplant on Wednesday, right? The 28th. Pray for both of them. Um, Pray for Ron, Carol, Mike, Doug, Donna, uh, Courtney, Sandy, BJ, and President Willie. Pray for our homebound, Dan, Lenore, Joan, Paul, Dolores, Merlin, and Pauline. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially um, our mission of the month, Sheboygan Lutheran High School. Continue to pray um, that the Lord grant a, a confessionally faithful deaf ministry to our to our district. We continue to ask the Lord to gather students to our school and lost sheep back to his flock. And we pray for those grieving, the family and friends of Marcy. Uh, say a prayer of thanksgiving for my uh, Congregation I grew up in, St. James Lafayette, uh, mom's there in the chat. Um, after a long uh, vacancy, they've, uh, rec- they've had a pastor accept a call, uh, a very competent pastor to come and, and serve them, uh, which will be a great blessing, of course. So we thank God for that. For all this, let us give thanks to the Lord. Thanks be to God. We pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That's our congregation of prayer for today, uh, Monday, February 26, 2024. It's so good to have you with us here uh, for this prayer. Uh, Thanks for um, so many of you taking advantage of this. Um, I hope it's a benefit to you. Um, As you heard yesterday, those of you who are at our voters' assembly, it is part of my um, my calling and vow um, that I be in regular prayer for you, and uh, I do it with you here. I think it's a way that I found during COVID to, to have that kind of discipline of daily prayer, um, both for you and with you. Um, so I always you know, mention you in my prayers here. Um, somebody asked uh, a while, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, why don't we pray more for the homebound and divine service? Uh, so I've tried to remember to add them in. And one of the reasons why we hadn't is because we pray for them every day here in our congregation of prayer. Um, and so I think um, uh, one of the things that I've noted, and I'm trying to model for you here, 
is that part of the ministry or the calling of every Christian, not just the pastor, but the whole congregation, is to have a regular and uh, ready ministry of the gospel for one another. All right, so this is a way that you too can be can have upon your hearts and minds um, the congregation and uh, pray for them and, and to look out for them. Um, but uh, it's not solely the pastor's responsibility. And uh, this is a, an unfortunate tendency um, that happens um, not just in, in the church, but actually in, in, other, res- in other areas where uh, fathers forfeit their responsibility to care for their family, namely into, into teaching them God's word, and they hand it over to other people because they think they're not competent at it or something like that. And that's not a good thing. There are times and occasions where maybe that would happen. Um, I find that uh, parents uh, forfeit the responsibility they have for their children um, to care for them and to raise them up, maybe to, uh, uh, to the state or to, uh, um, to the church or to the school. Right? Um, there's a way that the school can come alongside or the church can come alongside and assist you in that work, but it is given to the parents respons- uh, primarily. I think you see the same thing in uh, uh, vocation of citizen. Right, So uh, we vote and then we forfeit the rest of our responsibility as citizens over to those whom we elect, um, which may or may not be the wisest move, right? Because um, as I think most of us admit, they don't usually represent our interests very well. Um, and so what I've tried to encourage for you is to, to be in regular dialogue with those um, who, we've, who have been elected to represent us um, and to let them know when they do well or when they, or when they don't and uh, when they're not representing your interest. Um, you may be wrong, so they can provide some correction. You may not understand the situation. Other times, they may just need to know that, um, that they misunderstand an issue or something like that. All right. So, yes, I'm glad you take advantage of this. Um, and uh, you think about all the other areas uh, where the church is meant to be a uh, collaborative community where we work together in faith and love, um, building each other up. And uh, um, so uh, I encourage you to receive the ministry, the public ministry of the Word and Sacrament. Um, well, all the times that we gather, all right? So uh, we talked about that in Bible study on Sunday, and you can uh, go and listen to that. It's at the very end of Bible study. Uh, we talked about, uh, namely, Good Friday. So you can go and listen to that or, or watch that, and kind of the neglect of uh, both Lent um, but Holy Week as well now in the Christian church and um, how I think that's lamentable and can, something that we should seek to correct. All right? So uh, that's Bible study is available as a podcast or it's available as a video on YouTube or on the streaming platforms. So go and check that out. All right. So uh, I'm going to go and uh, lead chapel for our friends up at uh, Rocky Knoll. Uh, we don't have any residents there that are members of our parish at the moment, but uh, certainly lots of Lutheran friends there uh, that look forward to hearing the word. So I'm on duty, for better or for worse today, <laughs> to go and do that. Um, feeling a little bit better than yesterday, but uh, still probably not quite up to snuff. But there you go. All right. God be with you all, and we'll see you again in the morning. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.